Hello, welcome to the Alex Lesnov podcast. So happy to be here with you today and so happy that you're listening. And I wanted to start my very first podcast with some information about me, why you should maybe be listening to my podcast, who I am and, and how I got here. So kind of my backstory really starts uh, from one of my earliest memories when I was about three years old and I was down on the floor of the Philadelphia Stock Exchange with my father who was a floor trader at the time and I was counting his tickets and I was there in my, my little suit and so excited to be in, in the midst of all this activity. Later that developed into uh, when I was about six, seven years old, I was playing checkers with my dad and it was a combination set that had chess pieces and I was like, dad, what, what are these pieces? And he went on to do his best to introduce me to the game of chess, but he was not an expert and he ended up taking me on to the library to go take chess lessons and become part of the chess club and I ended up beating all of the other kids there and then started beating adults. Then my parents decided it was time for me to get chess lessons and next thing I knew I was uh, ranked 36th in the country for my age group. I was the captain of the high school chess team at nine years old. And I got to get out of school early because the high school got out before the elementary school and would have its its chess matches and I would get to go to the high school and, and captain the chess team at nine years old and play against high school students. This was kind of part of the things I always seemed to exceed to a certain uh, accelerated level um, but not necessarily always finish the job. And and I was the son of a serial entrepreneur. As I said, my father was a, a, a floor trader on the Philadelphia Stock Exchange. He was involved in vending, gaming, he had an insurance adjustment company, did recruiting, was involved in a healthcare company, and finally brokerage and financial services. And I always saw this entrepreneurial spirit and always kind of participated on the side on, on all these different ventures that he would do and kind of got involved in my own even very early on when I was in eighth, ninth grade. I started creating customer databases for video stores, pizza stores, and yogurt stores. This was before, you know, computers were everywhere and the software to do this was, was simple and easy. And then uh, in high school, I you know, started to kind of change and started to become a little bit of a rebel a little bit as most of us do during high school. And I wanted to be involved in sit-ins to change things and and research things like hemp and, and find out what a great material this was and why we weren't growing it in the U.S. anymore and and became less interested in, in school and, and certain systems. But I still felt like it was necessary to go on to college. My parents really worked very hard so that I would have that opportunity. So I went on to get my bachelor's degree in finance. During this time, I would work in, in various different jobs, always in accounting and finance and sometimes a little bit sales and marketing related. Did things from working from CPA firms to being controller of a furniture company. Once I, I got into the workforce after college, I just didn't really find very much 
that was exciting to me working for other people and also engaged in many different entrepreneurial businesses, tried to create an events business, got involved in tax liens and real estate and did a little bit of consulting for people. And then I decided, you know what, it was time to go back to one of the things that I really liked when I was in high school and I started playing music again. And for years I was in a band and was ended up releasing three albums, two two full-length albums in the band, one full-length album as a solo project. I toured across most of the U.S. and obviously had lots of fun doing that. During this time, I, again, was, was doing various other activities, entrepreneurial things. Sometimes I would go and help my dad with side businesses he was running and used to go to Vegas and during these what were called TAG, Technical Analysis Group Seminars, and help him to sell his timing services. And this is where I got a lot of, of speaking experience and sales experience, talking with people one-on-one. And it's always been something that I've always enjoyed doing is speaking with someone, talking to someone about their needs and how I can help them in that whole sales process. After the band, also was involved with one of my other father's businesses, which was in financial services. There I managed millions of dollars for uh, wealthy individuals and separately managed accounts, and then moved forward to start a mutual fund that I managed and was top ranked by Morningstar for its performance for a period of time. This was just more along the entrepreneurial entrepreneurial spirit to me. It was something that we were creating and something that we were doing that was unique and providing value to people. At some point in time, though, I felt like I needed to just take a break from all that. Um, It was nice doing those things, but I really wanted to create what was my dream business. I had started and, and, and failed or had mediocre and limited success at various different things, like I had mentioned from the events business to consulting and music, never got to fulfill my full dream. But I wanted to create a business that helped people, helped customers, and, and it created jobs. And at this point in time, I didn't know how to do that. And there was a lot of internal struggle that I was facing. I think I was feeling like maybe I wasn't worthy. Maybe I wasn't destined for success. You know, I was contradicted and felt a lot of duality, a lot of dualistic things. And I'll probably talk about that in a future podcast about dreams that I've had regarding duality and wrote a song about duality. And it's been something that's kind of uh, literally chased me around throughout my life. Feeling like you're maybe living someone else's dream and and you're not really fulfilling your purpose. So these were all things that internally I was, was challenged with. And all I really wanted to do was create positive change. And I didn't feel very happy when I was working for others. I didn't necessarily always feel like I was maximizing my ability to create that change. I'd had this experience before where I'd hit walls. You know, in chess, it was, you know, I, I had moved to a new state and and I didn't have the same friends and the same support system. And, and you know, my parents were working. They didn't have the same ability to support me in it. And I just dropped out of it. And I, I didn't continue and see it all the way through. Then it was 
music. I, I had this this great passion for music, and I did all this this work and put all this effort in. And at the same time, I stopped taking lessons. I stopped progressing as a musician, and I maybe didn't hone my skills and talent all that I could have. And obviously, when you're in a band, particularly a rock band, there's a lot of of conflict and a lot of drama going on, and maybe there was a lot of a lot of things with that conflict and potentially self sabotage, and and definitely I feel like not taking control and using all the power that I had in order to impact the situation. So I felt like there was always this wall that I would hit that was preventing me from getting through to the true success that I deserved. And I had to take some time off and just really try to try to find myself, try to try to understand what this was all about. So I'd already been reading about meditation and veganism, and I realized my mind, my body, my soul, my actions, the whole package was not aligned. I spent almost two years finding myself during which I got to experience and serve, including some really important family time that, again, I may get into further details later in future podcasts, but I learned that there was more than the physical to manifestation, to, to fulfilling my dreams. It seemed like there just had to be an easier way. And I think most of us feel that way at some point in time, that there's got to be an easier way. And so I did. I, I developed this ability to just kind of allow the universe to take me where it wanted to take me. And in that process, I was able to find a new position with a horticulture company where it was a finance position and I was working for a company that dealt with plants. And I was very passionate with plants as being a plant-based individual, being into veganism. I remembered when I was all into hemp and that was a plant and there was all these things that were coming together. I was working for this horticultural company and it had been over two years, and I just didn't really feel like, again, that I was fulfilling my purpose, that I was able to serve to the degree that I wanted to. I was working in projects, and the projects would not come to the results that I felt that they should, would not have the impact and the results. And so, once again, I kind of started to feel a little bit down and frustrated, and I knew somebody, it was actually my yoga teacher, who was also a life coach and business coach. And I thought to myself, you know what, this is a really great opportunity for me to be able to go back and kind of what I had done several years ago, where I took a pause and I learned, I took in all this information. And while I didn't uh, obtain a coach during that time frame, I kind of did in that I was taking in all these books, reading all this information, all this material, and they were my coach. They were my mentor. And in this case, I decided to get an actual coach. And it was a really great experience and really invigorated me. And I'd come to sessions with the coach to say, oh, look at all these documents that I created. Look at all this. This is going to be my schedule. And she was so impressed with how proactive I was and how much I was doing. And 
just the process was so invigorating. And I remember that during this process, I decided to create a new business. And at the time in Colorado, cannabis was going crazy. And in 2014, the president at the time had just signed the farm bill, which made hemp legal again. And in Colorado, hemp had already been put into the state constitution. So it was legal in the state. And now it became federally legal to grow. And here I was sitting in a company that owned 2 million square feet of greenhouse space. So with the help of my coach, I built a business plan all around creating a vertically integrated hemp CBD company. Great. Now I've got the plan. Okay. Now in order to start a business like this, it's going to take a lot of money and a lot of resources. But again, I had a plan for that as well. So I began to introduce the plan to the owners of the business that I worked for. And although there was a lot of resistance in the beginning, and I had to really struggle to communicate the full potential value of this business opportunity, and it took me several months to break through and really get the attention of the owners and the family. And then I had to go and I had to present at their family board to get final approval. And in December of 2014, I was able to basically secure the financing, the funding, and everything needed to go ahead and start my dream business. This was such a great inspiration to me. It was such a great result for everything that I had been working for for really the past you know, three, four years to develop and to, to get to this level. With that said, there was still a lot of work to be done. This was a new fledgling business, a new fledgling industry that had really just, just started. And in Colorado specifically was where the bulk of the new companies were. So there was a lot of competition directly around us, but at the same time, a lot of opportunity being in such a new business. One of the things, because I was plant-based, I was vegan, I wanted to make sure that the products that we were going to produce were also going to be vegan and that I wasn't going to be hypocritical about my own stance as a business owner and that I could continue to create and offer only vegan products. And I'm so happy and proud to say that I was able to keep all of our products plant-based. At the same time, there was a lot of of conflict going on within the organization. It seemed like the partners had never really had or developed full faith in me. They really loved my vision, my ability to be able to come up with this business plan, but I don't believe they've really thought I was the one who could execute it and take the business to where it could potentially go. But I knew that I was that person and I knew I could do those things. But despite that, it created some friction and this caused me to take certain actions to bring in new investors and in turn cause them to take other actions of their own. And after building the company to uh, over $5 million in revenue and bringing in new investors, we decided to sell a portion of the company and they were able to cash out for a very nice gain for 
their effort in the business. And I feel like that was one of my objectives in starting the business was to provide them as the investors a great return on their investment. And so happy that I was able to succeed in that objective. The company continued to grow and we built it to $10 million in revenue. And with new management coming in, I had continual disagreements with the way the business was being managed, including the fact that I was replaced as CEO and I disagreed with a lot of other actions and decided I had to step down from the business. But nonetheless, I had grown a business from nothing to $10 million in revenue. The achievements, pretty significant. I had built a sales team that I had great personal relationship with. I established my value as a leader and an executive. I developed savings for the first time in my life. I was debt-free with money in the bank. And I helped so many consumers of our products. People who I'm sure I'll talk about in in future podcasts who who benefited so much from CBD, uh, a really beneficial product, particularly for the specific right individuals, it's certainly not a cure-all for everything, but it's certainly very beneficial for many. Promoted general hemp as, as the wonderful plant that it is, a wonderful crop. Even during this time, I got involved with the National Hemp Association and proud to be their longest-standing board member, and I'm their treasurer and board member to this day, continuing to promote and support all of the wonderful things that hemp can do for our society, for our environment, for our planet. So many wonderful achievements that came out of this business. And it was so wonderful to have a true success in something that I had created. There was many transformations during this process. Personally, I experienced my confidence and my ability to lead and manage grow so exponentially. I felt wonderful impacting people every day, receiving all the wonderful uh, letters from our customers of all the people that we had helped and all the employees that I was able to provide a job for and having people come up to me and tell them, tell me how much they enjoyed working for our company. My family allowed me to provide financial support for my partner and continue my father's legacy of entrepreneurial success. Socially, again, I helped many people with their physical conditions through our products, allowing many people to remove themselves from harmful pharmaceutical drugs and help people with a natural plant-based product. I created a business then employed almost 100 people giving jobs and above average pay to a variety of different people. Different campaigns to support wildfires, support homelessness, support suicide prevention, and we served our community. Now I have been vegan for over 10 years and my experiences have allowed me to re-engage in consulting and provide coaching to others. It's so 
remarkable to me that I realized how much my coaching experiences when I was coached helped me throughout my experience. And I only wish I had re-engaged in coaching during this latter part of my career. And it's what's led me now to determine that I want to be the coach for other people. I want to be able to help people not only get over that initial hump, but get beyond success. So I want to see you beyond success. And that's ultimately what my podcast will be about. It will be about how we can take you from not just what a thought form of success is, but beyond that thought. Success is not finite. Success can only be decided in one point in time, and then the next minute later, it could totally change. And so my goal in this podcast, my new goal to the world, to helping serve others, is to help you go beyond success. Thank you for spending time with me today, and I look forward to spending time with you regularly on this podcast. Look forward to talking to you or interacting with you online. Feel free to reach out to me, youbeyondsuccess.com. Thank you once again for joining me, Alex Lesnov, saying, here's looking to you 